Hello and welcome to episode 1087 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Thursday, August 18th. I'm your host, Paul Spohr, and I'm flying solo today, talking about some minor leaguers. We obviously are coming down the home stretch here. We're actually at about the real quarter pole, unlike when people say it at the uh, 25% mark of the season. The quarter pole is actually when there's a quarter left. And yes, I'm a giant geek for caring much about that. I don't care. Welcome to the show. I mean, what do you want me to say? Anyway, with that home stretch coming, waiver wires uh, are not going to be as fruitful right now. Um, I mean, there's going to be guys that pop that we don't expect. But the best remaining chance is for some prospects to come up that maybe we're not as familiar with and see if they can be the, the game changers down the stretch. Some of them are, are, are known guys here, but I've got a list of 10 hitters who could come up and be some of those potential game changers if they can find an opportunity. Now, not all of them have a clear path or whatever, so I'm not, I'm not as focused on that. This is really about the talent of the 10 guys, and we'll let the kind of, uh, you know, where they're going to play, play out. Because honestly, a lot of times guys are called up because somebody gets hurt anyway. So you can't predict where that's going to go all the time. Some of them are on lesser teams that should just be playing them over older dudes too. Uh, but let's start with Gunnar Henderson in Baltimore. This is definitely one that uh, a lot of y'all probably know. He's a big prospect for the O's. And you do wonder maybe a little bit if Rugnet Odor needs to play every day. Now, I don't know um, what the scenario is there. He strikes me as somebody who could be a team leader type. And, you know, you don't just play a team leader type at the detriment of the ball club, obviously. They've gotten here with his 78 WRC plus and 0.1 war. He, it's not it's not an uh, outward detriment to be playing him. Let's say uh, with with Odor, like that's not now. You if you can replace him with somebody who's better, obviously that's pulling toward the winning end. Uh, you look at somebody like Mateo. He's got a 90 WRC plus and he's at 2.1 war, so he's earning his keep. Base running and defense, uh, I imagine, playing a substantial role there with his bat, you know, not being good, but not killing you. I play a lot of out-of-the-park baseball, and if I have a defensive specialist, 90 WRC Plus is really kind of the lower end that I'm, I'm willing to accept. Maybe an 85 if they're just holy crap defenders. Um, I think Mateo's pretty good. I don't know if he's holy crap defender, but again, two, two war in 109 games despite being a negative at the bat, is, is pretty good. So I think Odor is really the opening there, or, or, or the spot that he could go for with Gunnar Henderson right now. But again, injury can pop up, things change. Gunnar himself is a shortstop slash third baseman type. Uh, at third base, they have Ramon Urias, who I don't believe they're interested in taking out. Um, he's at a 94 WRC plus and 1.5 war. So again, he's in that same sort of realm as... Um, uh, as Mateo, where, sure, the bat is not bringing a whole lot, but he's earning his keep with, with some defense and probably not as much base running, but I think that would also be pulling toward the right end uh, of of things for Ramon Urias's war. So the spots aren't necessarily open right now for Gunner. Let me talk to you a bit about what he's doing instead of focusing so much on uh, what's blocking him off right now. I mentioned shortstop third base, 175 WRC plus at AA, 142 at AAA. Big difference so far has been that the strikeouts are up. Eight-point jump from 18% to 26, 
with a five-point swinging strike rate jump for Gunnar Henderson as well. That's quite a bit. And, you know, when you're at a quarter or more strikeouts in, in AAA, you're definitely a, a gamble to, to strike out quite a bit at the big league level. So that part of it is definitely in his game right now. But he takes walks, 20% at AA, 13% at AAA. So he knows the zone. He's probably getting into some deep counts to get to that power. 20 home runs on the season, 18 steals. Uh, or no, excuse me, 18 of each, 18 and 18. Eight at double uh, A with his homers for Gunnar Henderson and 10 at triple A so far. 12 on the steals, double A, six, triple A. So, you know, this is a this is a good profile here. The hit tool probably holding him back a little bit. I think he's just so much better right now. And he's running high bat ups, 350 and 368 at the two levels, respectively for Gunnar Henderson, that his batting averages have been pretty good, 312 and 286. But I think when he gets up, it might be more of a, um, you know, lower batting average because of the swing and miss as big league pitchers exploit Gunnar Henderson with the power and speed potential. Here's the thing. You can pack a punch in a month if the if the league doesn't have a book on you and you hit the ground running. And that's the case with all of these guys. So I'm not going to repeat that every time. Uh, obviously, the upside is why we're interested. So I don't need to stress like, hey, they could be awesome. Yes, that's why that's why we want to pick them up. So just keep that in mind. What I really want you guys to understand, though, is the downside. And, and it is, of course, present. We've seen it with so many rookies over the years. And, of course, here in, in this year, again, with like a, another Jared Kelnick, uh, the two Tigers, Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson. You know, Green a bit better. Uh, he's, he's in the majors, at least. But Torque got sent out. So, you know, we see this. And it, it doesn't work sometimes. It's okay to get excited. It's okay to like go get somebody like Gunnar Henderson in all formats when he comes up. And he might not be anything but 15-team viable two weeks down the road because it's just not getting done in, in the shower formats. But you got to jump immediately on guys like this because of the upside. Obviously, it always depends who you're cutting to. Let me be clear on that. But I can't cover all of the scenarios of everyone I would cut. If you have a need for some power speed, Gunnar Henderson could be your guy if he gets the call. Now, here's one. This one's probably my favorite of the bunch. These are not really ranked, by the way. Um, maybe I should have, but it, it's, it's really all about who comes up sooner, right? So um, this guy, Josh Young, is our next one. J-U-N-G, just so you know. From Texas. You might have heard the name a bit. Um, you might have even heard it on this show early in the offseason as somebody to like be intrigued by next year. Uh, meaning 2022, excuse me. And that went by the wayside when a broken foot uh, sidelined him for a good part of this season and really, really put a bummer on things. I was excited about him. We did talk about him in episode 1003. That was on January 21st. He had been moving up in ADP. And I, I don't remember the exact uh, uh, way that episode went, but I would believe based on how I felt about him that I was saying, hey, I'm there. I would I would move him up. I think he could be up in camp uh, or be, break camp with the, the Rangers and, and be there and have a good season. Well, again, the broken foot really had other ideas. He's just back. He had had a week at the Complex League, crushed it there. Of course, Complex League is very low minors. They were just trying to probably get some swings for him there. Then he moved up to AAA. He's only had a week there, and oh my God, he stayed on complete fire. Now, this is obviously an obscene uh, week, but five homers and a steal. 
414 average for Josh Young, 485 OBP, and a 1034 slug. Not a 1034 OPS, a 1034 slug. That's what happens when you hit five homers in 33 plate appearances. Man, I should I should run out there to Round Rock um, to get a look at him before he gets called up. I don't even know if they're at home right now, if he's been doing that damage there or, <clears throat> excuse me, somewhere else. Uh, actually, they were... They were gone. They're home to face El Paso here for four days. So hmm, maybe maybe this weekend. I'll see as long as he doesn't get called up. But anyway, Josh Young's killing it. He's going to get a call at some point. I'd be I'd be pretty floored if he didn't because, um, you know, he's pretty much ready. He uh, he had 35 games at AAA last year. It's a small sample, but this is a guy who's a college hitter. He's 24 years old. I don't think there's any doubt that he should be in the majors being challenged there. And he absolutely would have been. If he didn't break camp, it would have been a a, a quick rise this year with Josh Young. Now, I don't know how well he would have done. Obviously, that remains to be seen. But again, I would have been drafting the crap out of him and really excited about uh, about Josh Young. So I can't wait to see what happens if and when he comes up. There are spots. Uh, he plays third. Um, and Josh Smith doesn't really need to be fending him off. 84 WRC plus 0.4 war in 49 games. <clears throat> he has quality fielding. That's what's been carrying Josh Smith's profile. It, again, he does not need to hold Josh Young back. So Josh for Josh there. J uh, Young can also field too. So it's not like he can't come up. Um, and or It's not like he'll come up and the Rangers will take a big hit at the hot corner. Josh Young can also field his position well. I think he would go not right in the middle of the lineup because they actually have a pretty good middle of the lineup forming. But I think he could bat sixth off rip, which... Hey, that's not bad for a rookie day one. Josh Young, hopefully he gets called up soon. Let's try to get five, six weeks out of him. That would be awesome. I'd love to see what he can do. And um, I, I'm picking him up everywhere uh, upon arrival. Alec Burleson with the St. Louis Cardinals is our next guy. Now, again, I don't want to beat a dead horse here on the, on the same talking points. I don't know where his playing time would absolutely take injury. I don't, I don't think there's anything... Whereas like Gunnar Henderson, okay, if they if they said, hey, for the stretch run, we got we to gotta put him in over Odor. Odor's chill with it, you know, uh, whatever the case may be. You could totally see that. Josh Young getting called up to Texas tomorrow makes complete sense. With Burleson, even though he plays the outfield and like they've got some guys out, they don't have their, their top outfield right now. They're still... They're, they're still not uh, calling him up without an injury, I don't believe. Or roster expansion for Burleson. Anyway, he is in AAA. Um, he spent 45 games there last year, and he, it didn't really go well. He had a good AA, or excuse me, he was drafted in 2020. Alec Burleson was. Had a good three-level season last year. High A, AA, AAA. The last 45 games at AAA, though, they were a little little crummy. Um, things just didn't really go his way. He didn't strike out. 16% strikeout rate, 10% walk. It looks like one of those things where it's a small sample that kind of held Burleson back. 260 BABIP and a 9% homer to fly ball. So it, it was fine. I don't think anybody was worried about that. That was his debut pro season. Uh, so he repeated AAA. 98 games this year. Same skills. 15% strikeout rate. The walk rate is down a bit from 10% to 6 So I shouldn't say same skills. That That is overstating it a bit. But the power came. The BABIP got back on track. Um, and he, he found his footing there. I'm sure he would have with more time there last year, to be honest. But that it's fine. And so now we see, okay, he's kind of mastered this. He's 23. I wonder. I wonder if they'll, if they'll give him a shot. Um, 
you know, Pujols keeps hitting these massive homers against lefties. He hit one today on Thursday afternoon. Tyler O'Neill's not doing a ton. Burleson is a lefty. Could he just take Corey Dickerson's spot? Now, here's the thing. Even if he does get called up, is there playing time? And that, you know, unless it is directly related to, you know, Lars Newtbar getting hurt, who's been leading off of late and playing a lot, or actually leading off against righties, batting ninth against lefties for Lars Newtbar. Okay, maybe that's it. But it, but if he just takes Dickerson's spot, I don't think that's putting him in the uh, in the lineup right away. So, anyway, that's Alec Burleson. Oh, no, I didn't tell you guys how many homers and steals he has. I'm sorry. 20 homers at AAA, four steals. So, I wouldn't plan for any steals if, if he comes up for a month, but you can get some pop with some batting average. I love the contact rate that he's showing with the pop. Now, the swing strike rate is at 12%, which is not bad, but it does suggest that there might be a bit, bit more strikeout rate at the big league level. I also believe that that, that 10% uh, walk rate that he had at AAA last year is, is definitely more to who he can get, uh, more where he can get, um, as far as his his official walk rate uh, when he becomes kind of more of a complete player in the big league. So that's Alec Burleson. Interesting profile. Can't wait to see if he, he gets the call. Next up is a guy that I think some people thought could get the call, but he was leapfrogged by Brett Beatty, who will not be on this list because he's already up, but I do love him, by the way. Hit a home run already. If he hits like another one or two, his price can be through the roof this weekend. But anyway, Mark Vientos was somebody that I think people thought might get the call. And uh, Beatty, you know, Beatty trumped him from double-A, I believe, too, which, hey, I'm not shading that move. Uh, I'm a big Beatty fan. He's actually local to me here in Austin, so I've been hearing about him for, for a minute. And he just... He, okay, he had a little bit at AAA. He had six games there this year, but 89 games at AA. I didn't mean to make this about Beatty, but just so we're clear, if he is, if you do weekend bids and you haven't been able to bid on him yet, I'm very interested. I guess it just really depends what kind of production he puts here because it could really, really inflate his price. But while Beatty's up and playing, I'm in. I'm taking that shot. Anyway, back to Vientos. If for some reason... Um, you know, things don't necessarily work with Beatty because a homer on your first at-bat <laughs> doesn't mean anything, of course, then maybe Vientos gets the shot. He um, is not the same type of prospect, but he has incredible power. His raw power is, is, is what you're looking for. Um, 20 homers in 346 plate appearances at AAA this year, 246 ISO. Does have a 30% strikeout rate, though, in AAA. So you know it's going to be one of those all-or-nothing profiles. And so we're looking to catch a hot streak off-rip with Vientos if he comes up. And you club six or seven homers down the stretch. Could be something like that. But uh, when you got that kind of power, things can really get hot for a moment. Or he strikes out 40% of the time in his first 25, 30 plate appearances. And we'll, we'll see you next year type of deal. Because they, they don't really have time to kind of like let him work through it, or anybody for that matter, whether it be Vientos or Beatty. They're in a fight. They're in an absolute battle with the Braves, so they got to keep things going. But I, I think Beatty could be special. I, I don't want to overreact to literally one game and, and just because he had a home run. It's a prospect I like, so I don't want to do confirmation bias based on the tiniest sample ever. But I am definitely 
excited about uh, about Beatty. All right, next up. Now, there is an injury issue here with Jiwan Bay. That's J-I-H-W-A-N Bay, B-A-E, for the Pittsburgh Pirates Association, or I meant to say organization, I said association, for the Pirates organization. He's at AAA now. He had an oblique injury that kept him out for a good while. His last game was on July 24th, so not, not quite a month. But he is working his way back, and that's why I kept him on the list. I was going to take him off, but I did see a note that he is working his way back and could be back in game action relatively soon for Jiwon Bay. So if that oblique is good to go, I wonder if the Pirates would uh, give him a September expansion call. I cannot fathom that anybody's blocking Jiwon Bay. He's a second short utility type. Uh, obviously, you got O'Neill Cruz playing short, but I'm sorry, Kevin Newman. I, 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 don't, I don't know that I need you in the lineup every day. And then I'm, Newman could bounce around too, right? Let me see if Bay's played any third. I'll just check that real quick, just to see if they're all able to kind of move around. That would certainly help their chances of playing more. Both, um, or all of Bay, Cruz, I guess Kevin Newman, but also Rodolfo Castro. Oh, actually, no, this is a better avenue. He did, he played one inning at third, so I don't, you know, Jiwon Bay is not going to go become the everyday third baseman, but he played some outfield. So there, that opens up another avenue because outside of Brian Reynolds, nothing's locked and loaded in the outfield with Tucapita Marcano. Cool name, and I actually like him a little bit. I think he got a little bit of a hit tool that could, uh, turn into something if he gets on base consistently and runs, but not blocking off G1 Bay if they want to call up Bay and give him a look. Or Greg Allen, who I did pick up this week because he was facing two of the easier teams to steal on just because he's running. I mean, that's that's all he brings. He has a 31% strikeout rate and a 169 average. That is not nice. I'm just hoping to spike like two stolen bases out of Greg Allen this week. That'd be that That'd be worth it. But I don't know if it's going to work. Because here's the crazy thing about steals. And this, they should change this rule. Because this is stupid, if you ask me. You have to get on first base to steal? <laughs> Since when, dude? That's the thing. I feel like they just changed that rule. And, like, that's not fair to Greg Allen. That you have to get on base. You can't just go stealing whenever you want. Or just steal first base. Imagine, you know, this guy's, this idiot's throwing a pitch. And you're like, oh, I don't think so. You're not going to get me. And boom, you just take off. Sorry, there's my, my dumb tangent of the episode. Um, but yeah, Jiwan Bay comes back. I think maybe, you know, he, he's perfect for September call-up because if he does get back this week, you get about a week or two of AAA gameplay, get your feet wet again, get going, and then boom, get a call-up for Jiwan Bay. Next guy has been up already, but really didn't get much of a chance. That's Jonathan Aranda with Tampa Bay. Now, you know Tampa Bay prospects, they, they're a double-edged sword. You're excited because they cultivate a lot of quality talent, so you're you're intrigued by you know someone they deem worthy of being called up. But you know they're gonna play like every ninth day when the sun is out or some shit. You know it's it's impossible. So that's the tough part. But Aranda came up, didn't really do much. It, we're talking 16 plate appearances across seven games. That that's nothing. So they he didn't get his shot yet. But I still think there's something here. And I, I would definitely be intrigued if he got called back up again. He's been crushing the minors, like just all the way up pretty much. Nothing, like it, it is a lot of just quality hit tool, but I'm okay with that. 
because that's that's a great foundation. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. It, it basically me a short a short way of me saying like it's it's been kind of empty batting average for the most part, except for a little bit of a power spike recently. And that's that's what's been intriguing was at Double A last year he spiked up to a 215 ISO with 10 homers in 79 games, and then in 94 games at Triple A this year he's at 204 ISO with 16 homers in 94 games. So that's something for Jonathan Aranda, and he does have 50 raw. And if you can give me a 60 hit tool with 50 raw, I can work with that. I can absolutely work with that. That 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 can turn into a quality fantasy player. Now we'll see if he gets an opportunity. I think he's a play a bunch of spots because you can't really play any of them type with Jonathan Aranda, if I recall correctly from OOTP, Out of the Park Baseball, second reference. I'm seriously so obsessed with that game. It's unbelievable. Um, and I'm it, it, has, it has taken my baseball nerddom to such a, another level. I analyze things way differently now, and it's just I'm so much more annoying. Uh, okay, I was looking up his fielding. For Aranda, he's played first, second, and third uh, equally this year. O- almost exactly. 207, 214, and 259 on, on the innings counts there. And yeah, uh, I'm a little bit in left field, 233 innings. And yeah, I, 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 I go back to what I said. I, I think with him, and this isn't always the case with um, Ray's utilities guy, utility guys. In fact, it's usually the opposite, where they play a bunch of spots because they're adept at so many Jonathan Randa is is moving around to try to hide him <laughs> they want his bat in the lineup but they do not want him on the field so maybe DH is his best spot but you know they've always got like 15 guys for DH in Tampa Bay so we'll see uh if he gets called back up I, I could definitely see it for uh any any next move he could be he could be up because he can kind of bounce around for Aranda um, and then at September expansion he would make a lot of sense although both Bruhan and Lowe are are in the minors too and so wow neither has done a damn thing to get excited about this year they probably would still take precedence so we'll see just keep an eye on it. I, I i will throw their hat uh the names the, their names in the ring too with uh bruhan and low that i would still be interested in while i did just roast them for not doing anything like i'm not out they're both two they're two 24 year olds with five minutes in the league and i know at least Lowe has shown a few glimpses. Um, he just strikes out way, 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 way too much. Bruhan, who I who I loved coming up as a prospect, and I, I, I'm still sticking with, but my goodness, we've got nothing. It's a tiny sample of 178 plate appearances, but we've got nothing to suggest that, like, hey, this is going to click. And I don't know, man. Maybe it's just the old knocking, knocking the bat out of his hands type thing because it's it's just rough and then the times he's gotten on base he has not been adept at when to go he's four for nine in steals so that probably puts a bit of a yellow light on him too where they're like okay well now Bruhan can't even go at will for the very few times that he's even going to get on base so it's it's just not good it's just not good there with Bruhan. but i would still take a shot in a lot of leagues with him maybe not as universal if Bruhan comes back up but it also depends on what you need for speed. I mean, I took, um, I, I picked up Bubba Thompson in the main event, my 15-team mixer, and you know he stole 49 bases at AAA this year. That's a little bit of a different story than than Bruhan, who stole thir- 
13 and 39 games. I mean, he stole 44 last year in 103 games. But um, Thompson is, is a pretty brutal hitter, too. But if you need steals, you need steals. So I understand if you just got to go for it. Uh, but yeah, Jonathan Aranda was the main guy there with a little offshoot on Josh Lowe and uh, Vidal Brujan. Next up is Edward, Edward Julian for Minnesota. It's E-D-O-U-A-R-D. And then uh, Julian, J-U-L-I-E-N, as you would expect. Or maybe you'd think it was an A. But yeah, the O there is a... I've never seen that spell like that. So that's that, I think that's what got me a little bit. Um, should I reference Out of the Park Baseball again? No, don't do it. They're, they're going to think you're a huge nerd. So I had him in Out of the Park Baseball on my uh, on my team. <laughs> no, um, he is an interesting profile, though, because... Uh, and I learned this through Out of the Park. So while, while I did make a joke about bringing it up, I will seriously bring it up with regards to Julian because it's where I learned he's like kind of an interesting profile where he's a little bit of the all or nothing power profile that, that you know, we've seen so many guys have. Um, he's not built like this guy that I'm going to reference, but like Miguel Sano. It, it's like that. You know, he's got, he's got his three true outcomes capabilities with a 24% strikeout rate at double A, which is not crazy, but it's... It's up there, 19% walk rate and a 210 ISO. Now that that power could could stand to be a bit more, but he's also 14 for 20 on the bases, and Julian was 13 for 16 last year and 21, excuse me, 13 for 16 at high A last year and 21 for 23 at at A ball last year. So it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting in out of the park uh, in that league. I actually happened to have it pulled up because. I was uh, messing around with it earlier. He is now with the Rockies, Edward Julian is. He's 31, and he really leaned into that uh, three true outcome situation. Like, he has terrible avoid Ks. Like, he strikes out way too much, but he has a 65-grade I, 60-grade home run power, and 75-grade stealing. Like, he's an elite stealer with 55 base running and 35 speed. Those are grades on the 2080 scale, so... It's really interesting if Julian was that type of player in real life. Um, I just I'm trying to think who is there anybody like that who has like solid pop with the with the high strikeouts and high walks to go with it, but then also steals. Mm, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I mean, no, the name I was gonna say is so stupid just because he has those things, but he has them at the highest level, and I'm not gonna say it. Shut up, Paul. Anyway, next up. Egai Rosario, Egai, am, am I saying that right? It, it's the letter E and then the word guy. Um, that is his first name, so I feel like it's Egai, but it might not be. So if that is an incorrect pronunciation, please correct me. Please do so on any names. I don't like to be wrong on names, but if I am, I, I, I want to be corrected. Like, it's not going to hurt my feelings. Um, I try to pick them up from, you know, baseball reference if they have a pronunciation or just from watching games, but I also don't want to sound like a dumbass who just keeps saying saying names wrong so if if there's any that you know i say wrong hit me up with a correction i will work on it anyway mr rosario is uh was the 11th ranked prospect for san diego coming into the year with uh with some graduations he's moved up and uh he's in triple a 19 homers 20 steals in 488 plate appearances with a nice profile 295 380 519 on the slash line 20% strikeouts and 11% walks. Now, here's where I put some cold water on that. That 899 OPS is good for a 122 
WRC+. So what does that tell you? That tells you that the, um, what's it called? The, um, God, what's the word I'm looking for? Because it's not called the International League anymore, is it? Or it, uh, Pacific Coast League? I don't know if they're still called that. But, because I, I thought they changed the names. But the Pacific Coast League, you guys may have heard PCL, prone to lots of offense. Just the environments of those parks and, um, you know, the weather, generally warmer. Whereas the International League, which used to be the mid Midwest and Eastern side of AAA. Again, they might have gone back to those, but I thought for I thought they took them off for whatever reason. Anyway, so that's what that tells you with a 122, with an 898 OPS generating that. I want to try to find um, a comparison here. Okay, so Derek Hall, we know him. Uh, Derek Hall with the Phillies. He in AAA put up an 894 OPS, so five points. I think I said 898 for Egai. It's 899 for Egai Rosario. Um, and Derek Hall was five points lower at 894, and he had a 132 WRC plus, 10 point difference. So that gives you an idea of the difference in the makeup between the two, the two leagues, the international and the PCL. Just in, and plus El Paso specifically, the home park for Rosario, is a great place to hit. He's in one of the best for that league. So all that is to say is don't don't get too crazy over an 899 OPS with, you know, 295 average, 20% Ks and 11% walks. It's really hard to pitch there. But he's kind of a, you know, 45s and 50s across the board on his um scouting profile who could become a little something. You know, it, it especially if he can run and that's obviously where the bulk of his fantasy value would come in. He stole the 20 this year that I mentioned to y'all in 488 point appearances, 30 last year in 481. Of course, it was 30 for 44, so I want to be clear on that. Uh, can't just always give the raw total because the 68% success rate is pretty pretty terrible. Um, you can't be having that. That will get you slowed down in the majors. And even the 20 for 28 this year is right on that 71 72 marker that is known as the the break even rate and if you're if you're well below that teams are just not going to let you run so Igai rosario could get a call um i mean obviously things aren't would have to be i i think th something bad would have to happen for san diego to want to call him up but he or, or he could be the roster expansion i think if if he if Igai rosario is called up before a roster expansion Something probably went wrong, or maybe they just gave up on uh, Matthew Batten. Uh, he has not been batting all that well with a 22 WRC plus, so maybe that. But I don't know that he'll. Of all the guys, and I, I stressed it at the beginning about the playing time thing, his is the hardest to envision without an injury. You can you can carve out time uh, for guys in in these spots pretty much everywhere else, like even Tampa Bay, like. When when someone isn't performing, they'll just they'll put somebody new in. Um, I guess uh, the Vientos one, especially with Beatty getting called up. But then yeah, with the guy, that that's such a locked in uh, San Diego lineup right now. All right, next up, we have go to my list. Will Brennan for Cleveland. Now they just called up another Will B, and I, I want to see if he's still up. Will Benson. But uh, yeah, he's he's still up right now. So this is one from one will be to another. They're, they're just churning the outfielders. Will Benson could have made a list like this, but he's already called up. 17 homers, 16 steals, 
278, 426, 522 line for Benson. Uh, that's a 154 WRC plus uh, and 89 games at AAA. So, but he's up right now. Um, let me see how long. Eh, he's been up for 11 games. So people have had a crack at him. I mean, you could try to go get him. He has a 36% K rate though. He's been, he, he's had that swing and miss. The interesting part about Benson this year was he dropped his strikeout rate to 23%. And more importantly, his 9% swinging strike rate was a career best and maybe hinted that he was turning a corner on some of his swing and miss. But in the majors so far, he's up to 36% K rate. It's 25 plate appearances, but it's reminiscent of his early pro career. That's why maybe I'm not saying that's who he is, but I am nervous about it with a 12% swinging strike rate, which actually isn't too bad compared to some of his minor league stuff. So Benson might not be long for the role. He's an all or nothing guy, and they might not give him a, uh, enough time to kind of have an up streak, especially because he's not even playing every day. But Will Brennan does things a bit differently. Um, he's 24 years old, played 66 games in AAA this year, played 36 in AA. In AA, he went 139 WRC plus with a 311 average, 10% Ks, 11% walks, four homers, five steals. In AAA, uh, sorry, that, that was 36 games in AA. 66 games in AAA, five homers, 14 steals, 13% walk, uh, strikeouts, 13% strikeouts, 9% walks with a 315 average and a 121 WRC plus. So, you know, he's re he's dropped down a bit going from double A AA to triple A and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Here's the interesting thing about Brennan. He's not really a big prospect. So he'd be one of those guys that when he comes up, your, your big time prospect hounds um, in your league might know who he is, but a lot of people aren't gonna know. Like people know the name Will Benson, a lot of, a lot of folks, not everybody. Not trying to shade you if you don't, um, because you know if you, for me, I spend the overwhelming majority of my time on major league focus, and I've gotten more and more into minors over the year. Well, Jesus, do not say that. I've gotten more and more into the minor leagues, and the analysis of minor league players in recent years. Triple A feel really good about what's going on. Triple A pretty strong about double a and then you get lower than that my bandwidth has just run out because i'm still trying to stay a jillion percent focused on the major major leagues as well so anyway um benson might not be long with his 36 percent strikeout brennan both named will will brennan will benson will brennan could be the sneaky guy to come up at 24 a little bit of a non-prospect and when i say that <clears throat> excuse me when i say that all i mean is that he didn't make our prospect list so, you know, if you're a minor leaguer under, say, age 25 and younger, you, you are a prospect in that that is just what most guys are down that, you know, I guess the idea is like you're a prospect or you're a suspect or what, whatever. I don't know. But um, he just hasn't made a huge imprint to where it's like, yo, he's a dude. He strikes me as, a, you know, a little bit of a slap hitter type. He's had, he's had good strikeout rates all the way up, decent walk rates. The issue that I think Brendan can run into, though, is the thing I referenced with um, Bruhan about getting the bat knocked out of your hand. And those walk rates might tumble if he comes up to the majors and shows he can't he can't uh, put some decent contact on the ball. He got 132 ISO in AAA for Will Brennan. It was 193 in AA, but that's as a 24-year-old. So that's, that's kind of picking on, on a little bit younger competition there. I, I don't want to say that to be... A jerk but you know it's the truth at 24 so it's just a little bit older for the level so it's expected that he would rise up like that for will brennan 
He's come back to earth with the power in AAA. So keep an eye on him. Uh, we always know, you know, even though they've got some offense this year, they're playing so much better. Can, can we get some love for Cleveland, by the way? They're leading the division. Hello, 63-55. Uh, but their outfield, we've been making fun of them for years because they, they can't seem to find anything. They've got a locked-in left fielder in Stephen Kwan. A more locked in than he should be center fielder in Miles Straw. Now, I know he plays strong defense in center, but 59 WRC plus, 59? He was at 98 last year. You take that all day. You take 98 all day from a premium center fielder. 59? So I don't know if Brendan can play center. I should actually look that up. Let me do that because that could be an avenue. And then, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Who is in right? Oh, Oscar Gonzalez. So, you know, it's not as open in the outfield as it's been, and that's why Benson hasn't been able to, like, find everyday PT. But let me see if Brennan... Oh, there was another Will Brennan that played in the majors many moons ago. I accidentally just clicked on his profile. Like, old school. Brennan does play center. Okay, so there you go. That's how he can get called up. He doesn't have the speed of Miles Straw, but... He does cut a little bit of his figure. So he could run into some of the same issues. Nine homers, 19 steals uh, between double and triple A this year. 314, 378, 466. Those are the composite numbers for Will Brennan. So we'll see. We'll see what he can do. All right, my last one. This is a little bit of a throwback. I mean, he's not that old. He's, 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 not, he's not a prospect anymore because at 26, you're not a prospect. But he's a minor leaguer. So I, it does. the title of this is 10 Hitting Prospects Who Would Come Up in 2022. I included Isan Diaz as a prospect, even though he's 26. Just let me live, okay? I love Isan Diaz. I don't know why, but I do. And I, I liked him with Miami, and uh, it just never really came together. I just, I don't know. It just seems like he's, he can be decent. I don't know. Don't you just watch players sometimes? And you're like, I think he's pretty good. Like, not really. You, you have to face the reality where he's like, he's not really that good. But you see something in the skills there. I mean, he was a prospect coming up, Isan Diaz was. Not a huge one, but definitely a prospect, a notable one, let's say. Oh, yeah. In fact, 2019, he was ranked 104 uh, on, the, on the, the major league list. So that, that's pretty good. Okay, so he's an even better prospect than I thought. But at 26, you've lost that status. Uh, he's been in the majors. How many plate appearances? 501. So this is he is not like the others. And yet... I'm going to give you a bonus one to make up for it, too, on this, in the same organization. But I am intrigued if he can get the call. He's with San Francisco now um, at their AAA 80 games, 23 homers, 7 steals, 13% walk rate, 24% K rate, 137 WRC plus for Isan Diaz. Middle infielder type can bounce around, has major league experience. Frankly, I'm kind of surprised that they haven't been able to find any room for him yet um but we'll see we'll see he's played second and third and short all three of them at triple a let me look at one thing here is his defense any good like in the time that he has had in the majors i'm sitting here saying how much i like the player and i don't know exactly how his fielding profile is not so much not so much because i was going to say if he's playing good defense isan diaz should take some priority from uh, for the Giants just to help their defense because it's so bad. I doubt he'll, he'd be worse than anybody, though. I guess, though, the left side of their infield when healthy is locked with Longo and Crawford, but that's 236 
slash 37 year olds uh or no i think they're both i don't know they're, they're in their mid-30s i'm not gonna look that it's not that important um so tyro estrada there at second again unless injury strikes but i, I still like isan diaz i do i do but the bonus one i'll give you is david vr now he was also up in the majors already he's 25 but he's still he's still prospect i said 25 and younger so he's still got a little prospect flavor to him gross um he came up for a little bit 80 plate appearances 90 wrc plus 35 percent k rate that's that's your worry point right there big time strikeout guy in the minors brought it up to the majors i don't know that he's going to be much uh i don't know that he can get out of the 30s with his strikeout rate for david vr but he takes his walks he had a 16 percent in the majors and if we hit the right hot streak you're talking eight nine homers in a five five six week span possibly so keep an eye on david vr like i said he's been up he got sent back out as they started to get healthier where did he play for them when in the majors he played some third okay so that's when long longo was out a very tiny bit of second literally one game at uh, first base and a little bit four games at dh so david vr or isan diaz could get called up uh, at roster expansion it's a tight fit around around those parts though uh, that's the tough part about anybody with the giants so they again even if they get called up at roster expansion with diaz and vr i wouldn't necessarily run out to get them um if it was an injury and it was looking like they were going to get the playing time from said injury okay but honestly an injury on the infield right now would probably go to Listella and or jd davis so they would still be behind them but i just wanted to bring up the guy the both players as players of interest just because you never know so reviewing the list we had gunner henderson in baltimore josh young in texas alec burleson in st louis mark vientos for the mets Juwan bay for the pirates jonathan ronda for tampa bay edward julian for minnesota Egai Rosario for San Diego, Will Brennan for Cleveland, Isan Diaz, and David Villar for San Francisco. And I threw in a little Josh Lowe, Vidal Brujan talk with the Rays. So there you go. There's some hitting prospects who could make a difference down, down the stretch. Keep tabs on them. Try to see what's going on. Follow the injuries with their, with their teams, too, cause, so you can try to get the jump. Now, in the NFBC, you can't add anybody until they get called up unless they were drafted and subsequently cut. For example, um, Josh Lowe and Vidal Brujan, they're in most waiver wires because they've been on rosters and, and recut. But somebody, And even Ronda, because he was probably picked up for a little bit there. But somebody like um, Josh Young, who hasn't made the majors yet, we can't pick him up early. If you can do stuff like that in your league, the only guys that I probably would, it would really depend on how, how much stashing room you have too. Because I don't recommend stashing if you're, in, if you're in a hot race because you need your roster spots to be playing for you. But if you can, Josh Young and Gunnar Henderson are my two faves. And it's Josh Young by a mile. Because again, I'm not sure that they're going to kick Odor out of the lineup. They're doing well with him in there. And I, I get a little bit of a team leader vibe from him. People rally around him even when he has goofs. He usually makes up for it. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, he he he's not in Texas anymore where he was the king for punching Bautista in the face, even though Bautista ate that punch. I mean, he doesn't get enough credit for that. He did not get knocked down. And if the fight doesn't get broken up, I think Bautista might come back. But anyway, so we'll see on that. Gunnar Henderson and Josh Young are the two best for sure. 
um, Josh Young has the best avenue to playing time. I think I'll do one of these on pitchers, or maybe I will do it with uh, do, do the episode on Friday with Justin, and we'll do pitchers like this. But uh, either way, I'll either give you a solo app soon or something with Justin um, tomorrow on Friday. Thank you all so much for listening. Take care. <laughs>